Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast, Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. The following content is not suitable for children. Lori, let's do it. Cracking the nut. Let's talk about that today. Okay. Good. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. All right, probably not what you're thinking. Yeah, cracking the nut. What am I thinking? Um, it's some kind of sexual orgasmic thing. What do you think when I say cracking the nut? I think it means a man having an orgasm. All right, cracking the nut. But we're not going to talk about that today? I think we can talk about that too. <laughs> but I, I would had something different in mind. I really want our listeners to just keep it as simple as possible. And you know, my image is of this hard nut, like this protective shell. That's often what, what as a therapist, I'm reminding myself when a couple enters my room, that's what I'm seeing. I'm just seeing these protective strategies. You know, mm -hmm. people are angry, they're frustrated, they're critical, they're disengaged, they're walking away. These are all the things we do to survive, right? When we feel threatened. Okay. And we, the nut that we're going to talk about today is going to be the hard shell that we've got around us to protect exactly. ourselves. And we're going to crack shell. that nut. It's like a, a walnut, some kind of <laughs> lots of bumps all over it. It's sharp edges. I'm, and you still, I'm still thinking men there. Dude. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're going to get to that too. Okay. So to keep it as simple as possible, to remind yourself, we do this as therapists. Whenever you're just seeing somebody's hard shell, you need to learn how to connect with that first to make people feel safe. But you know as a therapist that underneath that hard shell, there are these little weak points in that shell, mm. which is why people need that shell, mm -hmm. right? Because things in a world can hit these little raw spots, right? Mm -hmm. So these raw spots are these, these places underneath the shell, right? Where we're more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So this is where the ouch is, right? We get hurt. We get scared. There's something in the interaction with our partner that is a threat. And that threat is hitting this ouch. And it's hard to see the ouch when all we see is the protective moves, right? Yeah. We see the anger, the criticism. But to know you wouldn't be angry or walking away or disengaging if there wasn't this softer ouch place is what I'm mm -hmm. calling it. That's mm -hmm. the vulnerable, tender, I'm afraid, I'm hurting. Mm. Does that make sense? So it that does, would be this. If we're looking at this as three layers, the first layer is the protection. The second mm -hmm. layer is this more vulnerable kind of ouch. That's the ouch layer. And, and we, ouch layer. we're thinking about it for our clients, certainly, but we want everybody out there to be thinking about when they see that hard shell come over their partner, that underneath it is an exactly. ouch place. Okay. Beautiful. Right. I show you this. I'm walking away. But underneath that, I feel like I'm failing you and letting you down. The hurt 
almost never gets seen because we get so lost in the protection. Mm -hmm. So to remind yourself, there's this outer shell, which is the protection. Underneath that protection is this hurt or this threat or this fear. And then underneath that, at the heart of every fear or hurt or ouch, there is a need. There is something that would make us feel better. The whole point of the ouch is saying, if I'm scared, I need comfort. If I'm sad, I need reassurance, right? Mm -hmm. If I feel like nobody's listening, I need somebody to listen. The needs is the solution to this whole thing. Mm -hmm. The problem is if you can't get to the hurt, you can never get to the solution. We get so lost in the protection that we miss kind of this, this hurt and therefore miss the need, which is the solution to the whole thing. And it's Mm -hmm. the doorway into the greatest connection when partners learn how to respond to each other's needs. Mm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So there is, and we'll probably think about this both emotionally and sexually, right? Yes. Um, That all of us, when we feel threatened by something maybe our partner has done mm-hmm. or by something that we've told ourselves about what our partner is thinking. I mean, there are many ways that we come right. to the need to protect ourselves. Exactly. And so the interpretation of their actions. And so then we come off with a protective strategy, but underneath that there is always a vulnerable, pretty much a primary fear. Mm -hmm. And underneath our primary fear is a need that we have, Yep. which I, you know, I think for so many years, I will say processing this with people, they can almost always we can talk about the fear. We can get to that. But I have found, especially in EFT, it to be so hopeful that there's a deeper place, right? There's, yep. a, there's a deeper magic underneath it, which is the need exactly. that our partner could respond to or we could respond to, and that heals everything. Amen. It's not, it's not just hearing the hurt. It's also that there's something that we can actually do. Yep. There's a longing inside of every one of these Mm, mm -hmm. hurts right and the longing is where connection comes right it's like if my fear is you're not listening or you don't care the longing is so healthy it's because i want that and if i get that it unleashes all this positive emotion the tragedy is the protection snuffs out you don't see the hurt therefore you never get the need Right? We have that saying, no risky, no getty, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to go to these places, you're never going to get what you need in these places, mm-hmm. right? So let's let's look at, just use an example of a pursuing which we're emotionally. Oh, and okay, let's do that. All right, so <laughs> if we take, who do you want to start with, Lori? <laughs> I'll just be the pursuer. <laughs> let's start with the pursuer. All right, we'll start with that pursuer. So the pursuer, you got to start off with the protection. What we see, their actions, right, is the anger, the frustration, Mm -hmm. the criticism, the message to their partner that that they don't care, they're not engaging, they need to do something differently. Mm -hmm. The protection is constantly trying to motivate change Mm -hmm. because if they can motivate change, they won't be feeling the hurt. Mm -hmm. That's the strategy. Mm -hmm. The protection says, get the other person to do something different. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you won't feel the hurt. And typically for us pursuers, our protective strategy would be to protest, to get upset, angry, criticize, maybe also threaten, you Mm -hmm. know, like, well, forget it. I'm just going to take my toys and go home. And 
But really what the pursuer is wanting is their partner to say, no, 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 don't go. You're too important to me. It's too valuable. Don't. The threaten, if we threaten, we're afraid of being abandoned. Is that what you're saying here? Well, the protection is it doesn't feel safe to actually share the fear, Mm. right? If it feels, if my fear is you don't want me, if my fear is you're going to reject me as a pursuer, like I don't want to show you that and have that confirmed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the protection says, well, it's not fair anyway. You're doing everything you can. You know, your partner's not listening. Your partner's not working so hard. Your partner, so that fight or flight response, that fight, response is trying to motivate a change. Mm-hmm. It's trying to say this is, you know, not okay. And I'm going to get you to respond differently to mm-hmm. me. There's a really positive motive to making things better, but the method sucks. Exactly. <laughs> and we're trying to make, that's the whole point of this episode, right? We're trying to make explicit. You have great reasons for your protection, mm-hmm. but your protection makes it really difficult to show the fear. Mm-hmm. therefore makes it really difficult to get the need met. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that differently? We want to start off connecting with Lori as the pursuer. You have great reasons why you're protesting, <laughs> right? Because if you don't say anything at all, nothing's going to change. Your body believes protested is the only way you're going to actually get those needs met. You got to push your partner to engage, mm-hmm. right? So that we're trying to honor that protection, but we also see when you understand the withdrawal that protection elicits more protection from your partner. Sure. Right? So you show protest, but underneath that, you feel scared that maybe your partner doesn't want you. After all. After all. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to get more conversations around the fear. Because something or another has triggered the pursuer to be anxious about that. Exactly. Either their partner is preoccupied or has said something. I mean, there's a lot of ways they get triggered. Beautiful. Because that's the pursuers don't just react out of nothing. And that's key, right? You're identifying the trigger. I you say something to your your husband, he's not engaged, he's preoccupied on something else. That hurts. That's what hits that raw spot, right? Where your protection is trying to kind of help you with. But Derek doesn't see that ouch. He just sees the protection. Mm -hmm. And he just sees the anger. Why are you not listening? Mm -hmm. And immediately it triggers something inside of him. Mm -hmm. So yes, we want to be able to identify what triggers us because the trigger is going to be the doorway into the hurt, Mm -hmm. right? And the hurt is how we change the conversation, sharing Mm -hmm. the hurt because in the hurt is the need and the longing, Mm -hmm. right? But if we let the protection have hold all the space, the partner is never going to see the hurt. Mm. I love that. Do we have time in this half to talk about the withdrawal and the yeah. protection? Yeah. Okay, good. You be the protector. What What is the protector feeling? Well, the protective feeling is, I think you're right with the ouch. I get a message like, hey, George, I want to talk. And immediately my body is like, uh-oh, like, what do we want to talk about? You're going to tell me what I did wrong. Like, So my body braces, right? So that's the, that's the ouch, right? That's the fearful uh-huh. place. But what you see is my body's attempt to regulate that. Right. So I, I going to walk away. I'm going to say, Oh, maybe later or I'm busy right now because I don't want to kind of fight. I don't want things to get worse. Mm-hmm. So my protection says take space. Space is your friend. Space is where you could kind of, you feel safer. Things are not going to get worse. Mm-hmm. You can reset. So my protection works for me, but it has a horrible impact on my partner. 
right? right? When your partner so, comes to you, you move away. Right. So because that's you're, what, you're taking space. You're trying to regulate your body from how it hits you. Can I ask you, where does it hit you? Like in your the, body when, when a pursuer comes at you? I, for me, you, it's George? more, yeah, it's more in my stomach. That's the uh-oh feeling. Like, I'm going to be in trouble here. Mm, right. So trouble. even something as innocuous as, hey, I want to talk. There's this immediate, uh oh, when somebody I remember my mom said, I want to talk to you like my body's been trained. That's usually means you did something wrong and I want to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And it happens that quick. But that's the ouch. Right. It's the message. I'm failing. I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. What all my partner would see is my protection, which is now is not a great time to talk. Mm-hmm. So, again, to be able to break it down in this simple like my protection makes sense. But it hides the ouch, and I need to get better at talking about the ouch because in the ouch is the need, right? If my mm. fear is I'm failing, mm. I need messages that, that even if I fail, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're still going to be loved. If your fear is rejection, then the antidote, the need in rejection is I still want you, even if you do mm. something wrong. Right. You're still safe, right? I mean, right. It, they're, they're very similar for both, right? It's around mm. acceptance and love and responsiveness mm-hmm. and moving towards instead of what these protective moves actually wind up doing. Yeah. Okay. So it's simple. There's three things that we're looking at. There's the protective strategy, the protection. Yep. There's the hurt underneath. Exactly. And underneath that is the need. The need and the longing. And so we need to, rather than offer our partner the protective strategy, which we are usually partnered, right, with somebody who has an opposite strategy or a vulnerability in that very place. We want to offer them first the the hurt place so that they can kind of mentally make sense of what we're needing. And then underneath that, of course, with, you know, huge, tremendous maturity, we want to ask for what would make us feel better. Exactly. And that's the, that's the key. This is how couples repair is they, they get out of their protection and they head towards their vulnerability and what they need. It's the mm-hmm. sharing of that that brings people together. It's the only difference between master and disaster couples is this ability to go to those second and third levels. Nice. So let's talk about that sexually Yeah. when we come back. Okay. George, there's a new app. It's called Intimately Us for Couples, and it, you can download it on your phone, and I'm recommending it because it's amazing. I want all of our listeners to try to download it this weekend. It is actually free, but there is a paid-for premier section that kind of goes a little bit further. Got nothing to lose if it's free, right, Lori? Right, and it, what it does is it kind of helps people with foreplay, you know, giving them sexy ideas asking questions that you can share with your partner, lots of in-depth how-tos and ideas for Mm -hmm. more connection, more pleasure. Right. And we know couples, you're jumping into that bed with that phone. So why not use it in a (laughs) constructive way, right? Check out this app where at least it's being intentional, trying to get couples to focus and prioritize their relationship instead of kind of checking TikTok or whatever else you're doing. Facebook. Facebook. Intimately us for couples. It also has like this private center where you can share pictures, sexting, that kind of stuff. So that could be fun if you're worried about your kids getting on your phone and, you know, seeing your messages. Intimately us. I love it. Kindred spirits of people just trying to help people be more intentional in their relationship. Check them out. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. 
Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress on an issue that you've been stuck in. Maybe it's a sexual issue or a relationship issue. People will fly in maybe on a Friday and we'll do three hours usually, get them acclimated, kind of set a direction. And then on Saturday, we usually do four or five hours and Sunday morning, four or five hours as well. Compared to weekly therapy, I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. How do people know if an intensive will help them? I do an initial hour interview to make sure that the candidate is suited for that kind of deep, long work. And also to make sure that I'm the right person. And for the record, if you don't choose to come in and see me, then you don't have to pay for that hour. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. Okay, we're going to talk about these simple how to crack the nut. And the nut Crack is, the nut, baby. <laughs> is the emotional knot that we get into with our partners. And we are kind of trying to break it down in three simple ways, the protection, the hurt, and the need. But we want to talk about it now sexually. So The sexual cycle. Okay. So sexual pursuer. I asked my partner over the weekend two separate times for sex. Or I make- love how you did that. Two separate times. You see how you accentuate it? was just more than once. That's great pursuer <laughs> energy. Like, let me slip it. It was actually multiple times here. <laughs> it was. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, it's not the right time. You know, something gets in the way of this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to want to talk about that. Like, what happened? How come you don't want me? What's... What's going on? Why are you so preoccupied by these other things? And why are you not prioritizing this? It, it's all that yeah. questions, which in truth, I'm trying to understand what is going on in their mind. Yeah. Is it me? Is it you? You know, I'm hoping, right? It's you and it's not that you're not attracted to me. Yeah. You know, it, it's all that. But when that comes at my partner. Well, I think it's how it comes the- up, right? It's, it's. It's the frustration you feel that your partner doesn't want to have the conversation with you, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't feel fair, right? Your body's mobilizing, saying like, wait a second, you know, I've tried two or three times now and I'm trying to be flexible, but this is really important stuff. And I, every time I try this 10 times, I'm thinking about it and it's not saying anything about, I'm investing a lot of who I am into this conversation because it's so important and you don't seem to be invested anything into this. Mm-hmm. Right. And your body doesn't like that. And it wants to protest that. It wants to say, like, you know, you got to work a little bit harder. You know, you just can't stop avoiding these topics. It's not going to improve if you don't say anything. I mean, I've read two books and you haven't read anything. I mean, you, so you can see how it starts to build this energy. You're acting like a good pursuer. There. I know pursuers well. I can tap into it. Especially a sexual pursuer. Yeah, I can get exactly. Right. I've read two books. <laughs> and I highlighted key sections for you to read. Can't you just read those sections? Just, just listen to this one little podcast. Yes, I'll give you the cliff notes. Loud. Right, yeah. I'll break it down for you. But that willingness to work so hard, and when your partner doesn't see because of their protection to want to work, it really does trigger this unfair, this protest. Because mm-hmm. if they say nothing at all, that's the real threat. 
It's the silence for the pursuer that says mm-hmm. that nothing will ever change. There's hope in me saying something. Every part of me wants to scream something because maybe you'll listen. Exactly. Right? So that protection exactly. is what we're seeing, right? It's that protest. It's yeah. that anger. It's that pushing. It's that frustration. As you say that, I'm like back in that place of pushing and it's like back of my head, my throat, my mm. gut. You know, it's just like I'm so frantic to get across to my partner or something. That nice. is just coming out of me. Yeah, you can see right now your fist are clenched. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like you can feel the mobilization. There's agency in that, right? The body is mobilizing because it's gearing up. It's either getting ready to fight or whatever it's doing. But again, if we just see protection, it sends it 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 a partner at the other end is not really gonna have any idea of the hurt mm-hmm. or the needs or those softer layers underneath. They're well defended. That becomes a trigger for them. That even the tone that says, you know, George, I want to talk about our sex life tonight. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh sh- no. here we go. Yeah. Right. So again, that second part would be, how do you share the ouch? Mm-hmm. That's the real heart of this new message. That's the fear that's saying, I'm working so hard, investing so much of me. And my fear is that maybe you don't want the same as me. Maybe I'm not so attractive to you, mm-hmm. right? You don't have interest. That's a really soft place. You want to say more about that for the pursuer, Lori? I do. I, I want to practice it so that they can hear us. Okay. So you can correct me. I loved your line that you said in the first part. I show you this, but underneath that, I'm feeling this, right? What I show you tends to be focused on the other person. That's what we call view of other. Mm-hmm. But underneath it, we're trying to get the view of self. How do you feel about you in these tender places? That's the heart of that new message. That's the hurt place. Exactly. That I want to share. But I I mean, even as we say that, George, I can feel how tricky it is Mm -hmm. to share hurt that doesn't sound like a complaint. It doesn't push my partner further away. I mean, this is really tricky. Yeah, it is. So, okay, I'm going to try to do it. So if I'm telling my partner after initiating twice and getting turned down, uh, I might say, first of all, we have to think up good reasons that are logical about why they might have done what they did so that we're not accusing them of being mean, selfish, irrational, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I know you got a whole bunch of stuff going on at work this weekend, and I know you're kind of thinking about that conversation you have to have with your partner. So I'm imagining this is a bit of a difficult weekend for you to make a lot of space inside. I just want you to know, you know, we've had a couple opportunities and I've really felt a lot of desire for you. I just, my body wanted to be with you. I was looking forward to this weekend. And and then when you, it didn't really respond to me or, you know, I mean, it didn't happen after that. Um, I guess I just felt worried, <laughs> like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not compelling for you sexually. Mm. And I, I know that could just be irrational. And I know you've reassured me a million other times. I, I do know that, but it kind of grips me and I do feel that in my stomach. Mm. You know, just the, oh my God, you know, is something wrong here between us or is, it worries me. Mm -hmm. 
can you can you tell me how this what you're hearing and what you're feeling about what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. It falls off my radar and I'm sorry for the impact of that because I don't know you go to this place where you kind of doubt us and my attraction to you because I never question that, right? So that you go there makes me feel bad and I just, I want to help you there and, you know, let's do it now. How about that? <laughs> right, but again, it pulls my engagement. So uh -huh. the, the, I loved how you did that, Lori. I mean, okay. that 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 sharing your sadness of this place, sharing your fear you know, that maybe you don't feel so attracted, yeah. you know, and, I mean, that stuff, that vulnerability, and then you started to slip it into that third level, like, what do you need, right? Mm -hmm. I need some reassurance, because mm -hmm. I'm not feeling the worry is saying, you know, maybe you don't want me anymore. That's mm -hmm. the fear. Mm -hmm. But the need is, can you tell me you still want me? Can you mm -hmm. show me that you're attracted to me? Can mm -hmm. you be with me? I mean, that's, 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 the opportunity here that <laughs> I don't see in the protection when you're angry at me. I will just say I'm laughing because that is often, you know, if I get rejected from my husband, as we process, he almost always says, can we do it right now? And I'm like, oftentimes, you know, in this like, yeah. really vulnerable kind of still hurt place. And it's like, wait, that, you know, let me get through this. And then I, yes, I want to do it. And then, and then I get worried, like, okay, if I don't say yes, immediately yeah, right now, yeah, it'll yeah. go away. So no, thank you for that. That <laughs> because that triggers my, my fear often can be you know, a lot of men's fear. It's like, oh, so you tell me I'm failing. So let me just perform now for you. And the mm -hmm. timing for that is what you're looking for. You're really you know, yeah, it'd be great maybe a half hour later if we have sex. Exactly. But right now, I want you to keep the focus on this vulnerable place in me that I'm trying to let you into. Yeah. Right. And yeah. to be able to just say, I see you and I get why you feel that way. And that's a hard place. So how would a withdrawer bring forward their fear and something that a pursuer has done to them sexually? Yeah, I, I think it's... Because that's, I mean, that's the trick to me is, right, the withdrawer actually has to initiate yeah. this conversation when everything in them screams, don't do that. That's, yeah. that's a dumb idea to open up something. And it really is the withdrawer recognizing that their receptivity sexually really doesn't create any space for them to be more proactive and to kind of access initiating for themselves, right? That, that's just what winds up happening in, their, in the sexual cycle. So it's just trying to kind of, the withdrawal has to do a little of the own work of recognizing the safety in not engaging, mm -hmm. right? And that honoring that first layer of protection right there. It is safer to just kind of wait and see and instead of kind of, but that, that second move is trying to share that fear that's saying, you know what, when I did hear you bring it up twice. Mm -hmm. But when both times you brought it up, I felt so much pressure mm. that like it wasn't on my radar screen. And all of a sudden, I know when you say that it's you want to have sex. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't in a headspace. So I mm -hmm. started to feel like here I go again, I'm going to disappoint her. Mm. Here I am again, I feel like a failure as a man that you want to have sex and like, I'm not in a mood for it like what is wrong with me that i don't want to mm. have sex with my wife i'm attracted to her mm -hmm. i like sex and yet there's something this pressure does to me that just like 
throws the brakes on this thing. And I don't know what the hell to do with that. So when I say like, I don't want to talk, I'm like, just trying to like, figure the hell out like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it feels so bad that like, I'm failing you. Mm -hmm. It feels bad that you think you're failing me. And you also are like questioning kind of your essence as a man, just like, why do I not want this? I'm I know I'm not there. But I, and I don't want that, but what does that say about me? And there's a really bad feeling that comes up for you, a shame feeling, I guess. It says I'm broken. Uh-huh. Because all men want it all the time. And I'm even though I'm not a real man. Yeah. Oh, ouch. I'm not a real man. Mm-hmm. So again, you can see how much is underneath the protection mm. that doesn't ever get expressed. And then the need in that place is, you know, most of the time I am confident. I do feel like a man. But in these places... When I feel like I'm not a man, mm-hmm. like for you to tell me that that's okay, mm-hmm. that you'd still would want me, you'd still be attracted to me, even when you see these places inside of me. Right, right. And I still think you're a man, that it's okay to be a man with complicated feelings about sex and all the things you got going on. It, I never see you as less than a man because of that. You know, it doesn't even occur to me, frankly, that you're going through that. It becomes, I still stay in myself so much. I'm not at all judgmental about you're not being a man. But mm. I as I hear that, it's like that's a shitty feeling. God, you know, I don't want you to feel that. Again, that's that's the opportunity if you have the courage to go into the fear and mm-hmm. listen to the need. This is this tragedy of so many couples that just get lost in the protection. They start to believe that's telling the whole story. Mm-hmm. I just go away, so that must mean I don't care. You're angry all the time because you have nothing better to do. No, that's just what the protection is doing. It's how Mm -hmm. we're trying to survive. We feel like we're drowning and that's what we need to do to just kind of get through the next moment. Mm -hmm. But what, yes, the couples can do to work to find the safety. They can start going to those vulnerable kind of cracks in that hard nut, right? Mm -hmm. That hard protective shell Mm -hmm. to try to kind of have a different conversation. And in that conversation is the solution to this problem for those brave enough to kind of listen to it. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping just this simple breakdown, there's a protection, there's a hurt, and there's a need. No matter what you're fighting over, those three things are always happening. Mm-hmm. And you might not be able to do it in the midst of the fight, but maybe the next day or a couple of days later, you can break it down and go back to your partner and be able to kind of have a different conversation. That's all a repair is. Hey, I'm sorry I showed you this anger. I showed you me walking away. But underneath that, I felt this. What did you feel underneath that? What Uh, did you need? What do I need? Oh, I want to highlight what you just said, because it is super important. As as adults, we can go back to bad Mm. moments of disconnection. People say this all the time. Well, I blew it. You know, I totally blew it. I'm like, and you know what? Your partner remembers and had that experience with you and whatever happened for them, we don't know yet, but you can go back there. I mean, with children, we need to kind of be immediate and repair things right away. But with our partners, I mean, our partner, I think will be grateful if we come back and remember, hey, this is what was happening for me. And and now we're vulnerable and we're imagining that they had a reaction that made sense to them. I talked about it this week in session with somebody. It's like, the change happens when we imagine that our partner is having a logical response with their data set, you know, with everything they're thinking about, it makes sense for them to react that way. And if we can just hold in our minds and in our hearts 
that their motive is good. They're, they're protecting themselves for really good reasons, yep. you know, not to hurt us. You know, so few of us actually want to hurt our partner. And so just holding that in mind gives us a little bit of space to, to maybe dare more vulnerability and then ask for what we need. Good stuff, Lori. Okay, buddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep it hot and crack that nut. Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. Lori, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. We are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny and they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number four, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.